Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, the founder of Style Story, where you can shop, learn and explore the world of Korean beauty, and of course, your guide to what is going on in the world of Korean skincare in real time. So without any further ado, let us jump into the headlines for this week's episode. This is, of course, our update episode where we run through everything that's new and trending, product reviews, our question of the week, all of that good stuff. And in the headlines this week, there were several Korean news outlets reporting that the skinimalism trend is continuing. So this is uh, a portmanteau of two different words. You can probably guess what they are. It is skincare and minimalism combined to give us this new word, skinimalism. Uh, And what the uh, reports were saying was that really what this trend is about at the moment in Korea is using five or less products for skincare and makeup. And they're saying that it's spreading really fast, particularly among consumers who are tired of using more than 10 skincare products in their routine after COVID-19. So a lot of the new releases at the moment are being released to really tap into this trend of consumers who want maximum effect with minimal products. So some of the keywords that are trending at the moment in the Korean beauty industry in Korea include things like multifunctional and all-in-one. I mean, obviously none of these are new concepts or new words, but historically people have kind of been happy to use bigger routines, uh, have this real self-care moment and sort of indulging in a multi-step routine was a part of that. I know a lot of people say that they really enjoy that part of their day. It's their winding down part. You know, it is a transition for a lot of people from the hustle and bustle of the day, running around doing a million different things into the evening and me time and, you know, taking a moment out of the day for yourself. So this is, you know, it's it's not altogether new, but it's really, really trending at the moment. And we've noticed this as well, that people are looking to do more with less. I know when we were coming up with the formulas for Jellico's collection, this was really important as well. And there were a couple of different reasons why we decided that we really wanted to try and condense and combine skincare steps. Number one, it can get really confusing. The more products you have with all these different names uh, and all these different uses, people get confused. Well, how do I use it? Which step in my routine do I use it in? Is it going to interact with this, that, and the other? So the confusion aspect was one reason. And also waste. That was another really big reason when we were putting our formulas together that we wanted to try and combine multiple functions into one is so that rather than going out and buying three products, you could do more with less. So I think that this trend will continue. It has, it touches on a couple of different, you know, I guess, concerns that people have, that skincare users have, that people generally have about waste, about too much plastic and all of those kind of things. So that is popular at the moment in Korea. The other piece of news that I thought that some of our regular listeners might find interesting 
is that uh, a group called the Skin-Based Technology Development Project Group has published a trend report, and they are analyzing the status and production performance of Korean beauty companies in Korea based on you know their press releases and the information that they're putting out about their products and the export performance and individual statistics released by the MFDS, the Ministry of Food and Drug Safety. And this, some really interesting stats are coming out of this. What they have said, so there's a term in the Korean beauty industry in Korea, and that is the responsible seller. So in order to sell your products in Korea, you have to have nominated a company that is the responsible seller. Uh, and that is, you know, the person that will be in charge in the in the event of any recalls or anything like that. And it's actually required to be printed on the cosmetics packaging itself. So the number of these people has increased 24.6% in the past decade. And there are now 28,000 of them. And what this report was really taking a look at is saying that, you know, what is the sales volume that the majority of these responsible sellers are doing compared to how many new products are actually being put into the market? And essentially, the competition among small businesses is really what is intensifying. And they have said that they think that the biggest reason for this increase is because of how much support the Korean government is pumping into startups. Uh, you know, the government policies, all of the things that the Korean government does collectively to encourage more people to get involved in this industry, that is responsible for this. So it's basically a 7.2 increase in the past 10 years. Uh, So there's a lot more uh, cosmetic operators. There are more manufacturers. Uh, All of these are increasing in number basically every single year and have continued to do so for the past decade. But what they said is only 3.6 out of 10 responsible sellers on average have production performance. Uh, you know, so they're actually putting products out into the into the market. So they have basically postured that this is a little bit of a problem because even though the industry may seem on its face to be growing, in reality, there could be some negative signals there that potentially the government is focusing too much on small businesses and startups and not enough on the companies that have real potential. Uh, So I thought that that was a really, really interesting uh, analysis that they did and a report that they published because I think that this idea of government support and obviously the sheer volume of companies that are active in the local market in Korea is something that really sets Korea apart from other countries. Uh, Not all other countries. Japan has a very large number of manufacturers as well. They have a large number of cosmetic companies, but it is something that is different than what you might see in other developed countries uh, in the Western world, uh, particularly in in the form of government support. I know I've mentioned this before on the show, but that is one of the key reasons for Korean beauty's success uh, and one of the main ways that it has really just come out in front above all of these other industries from countries that have a much longer history potentially and a much you know, I guess established brand name in the global market. 
because of how much the Korean government has invested into this, all of the things they do to promote the K-beauty the industry, you know, through expos, through grants of aid and things like that is really something that, you know, is not necessarily the case in a lot of other countries. And that has been a real winning point and one of the reasons that the, the K-beauty brand, not just K-beauty, you know, all things K, I guess we're having a bit of a K-revolution at the moment. We've got K-drama, K-food, K-pop. Uh, it's a bit of a running joke amongst a lot of the expats. It's like, oh, just whack a K on front of it. And like slight exaggeration. But also it's very true. The government is, you know, they really do. They they allocate uh, a lot of advertising spend. You know, they take out advertising space in like Times Square, in the New York Times and big newspapers overseas to promote things like Korean beef, Korean food, like bibimbap, all of this kind of thing. Uh, so this is just another area or, or, or another industry, I guess, in which the government is also doing the same thing, but whether that's necessarily positive and necessarily beneficial for the industry as a whole, this was kind of what the report was was getting at. So it's interesting, I think, uh, and certainly a point of difference between the Korean beauty industry and other industries out there. So for this week, I have had a lot of questions of the week around Australian sunscreens and if you don't follow me on social media you might be like okay what why is that and the reason is that I am in Australia at the moment I think I might have mentioned that on the show I was here for a couple of different reasons we moved warehouses that was one of the main reasons that I needed to come over so we were in our old warehouse in Sydney for five years We have moved up to Brisbane and that necessitated uh, a whole lot of changes to our internal processes. We're using all new software. We've got new systems in place. We've got new people working on packing orders and whatnot. So that has taken a fair bit of my time. That is also the reason you might notice that today's episode is also late. Uh, And that's just because I'm recording from Australia. I'm out of my usual schedule. Uh, It has been an absolutely crazy week. I've literally not had much spare time at all. Uh, We also did the Australian launch last Thursday for Jellico's new Gelato Glaze Lip Mask. And that was very exciting. Uh, Brisbane, in case you don't know already, is actually where I was born. It's my hometown. It was the place where Style Story was founded over 10 years ago. Uh, It's crazy to think back, like when I started out, uh, started my business journey, we were like selling at the local markets. Uh, If you're a listener from Brizzy, you might be familiar with like the Boggo Road Jail markets, the West End markets, um, all of those kind of ones. We used to take all of our stuff out there and, you know, sell at the markets. This is back in the days when we used to sell Korean fashion. We used to sell dresses and shoes and jewelry as well as K-beauty products, which is hence the name Style Story because we wanted to you know, give people all the products that they would need to create their own style and, you know, make their own story. That was the brand motto. Uh, So anyway, that was a very long time ago, but I really wanted to host the Australian launch for our new product here because it was our very first launch. We've never been able to do a live launch in Australia because of COVID restrictions. Uh, So the brand started in 2020, which was like peak COVID. I couldn't even get back to Australia for like three years. 
Uh, so this being the first time that we have launched a new product in the non-COVID times, I really wanted to come back and do that here. Uh, so we did that last week. So that was just an absolutely mammoth effort by our team as well to get that all off the ground while we, while we were also moving. Anyway, back to the question of the week. Uh, the reason I've been getting all of these requests to review Australian sunscreens is because obviously Korean sunscreens, uh, none of them that I know of have ever been approved for sale in Australia. And when I come back to Australia, I'm always keen, obviously, to try everything. But I always do make sure that I use a sunscreen in Australia that has been approved for sale in the local market by our Therapeutic Goods Administration. And there are a whole bunch of reasons that I do that. It is a personal choice for me, but being very fair skinned and obviously very prone to pigmentation, um, the the regulations are different, basically, is what it comes down to. Uh, you know, the, the, the standard for waterproofing for Korean sunscreens is different from Australian sunscreens. Obviously, the climate in Australia is completely different. It's a lot hotter. Uh, we sweat off a lot more things like sunscreens. So, you know, the waterproofing standards being different, the uh, ratings for the U, uh, UVA also slightly different. And because none of the uh, the products have sort of been have submitted themselves to the testing regime here, it's just one thing that I'm like, look, when I'm back, I will just use Australian sunscreens because I know exactly what I'm getting. I'm not taking any risks. Uh, and also, you know, like selfishly, <laughs> I want to see what's on the market here. I want to see how it compares. Um, Australia, people say, sometimes say to me, oh, well, if Australian sunscreens are so good, why don't you just use them in Korea? Uh, great question. And I would love to, but they're not available for sale in Korea. Uh, again, this all comes down to cosmetic regulation. Um, products need to be, uh, you know, need to adhere to the standards in whatever market they are being sold in in order to be available for sale on the local market. And if they're not, then you won't be able to buy them. So uh, a lot of Australian sunscreens aren't available for sale in the States. They're not available for sale in Korea. It's not an indictment on the product itself or a reflection on whether it's good, bad or anything else. It literally just means that they have not been through the regulatory process to be approved for sale on the local market. That is all it means. Uh, anytime this discussion comes up, particularly on social media, people are like, this must mean X, Y or Z. You know, the chemicals in it are bad or, you know, and it just literally has nothing to do with that. Most of the time, it's just a matter of, Whoever was in charge of marketing the product or selling the product in a foreign market decided for whatever reason that the market there is too competitive. Maybe it's just too big or it's too hard, it's too expensive, and they just said, you know what, we're not going to bother going through that process. We just won't sell the sunscreens there. So that means that I can't get my hands on a lot of the products that are trending in Australia, in Australia, sorry, in Korea because they're not available for sale. So whenever I come back... I do like to see what's new, what's trending, the products that other people like. So a lot of people have been asking me, can you do some reviews? We want to know what are the best sunscreens. So long story really short, I will be sharing them on my social media because I've gone out and I've bought a whole heap of body sunscreens and facial sunscreens as well. And I'm going to be testing them out. So if you're interested in that, then obviously come and follow me on Instagram. I am at lauren.kbeauty. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying to pick up 
all of the popular brands and products that people have sort of been shouting at me (laughs) to try and I'm going to try and get through them and let you know what I think. So yeah, that is that that's the question that I think I've been getting the most this week. Can you do this one? Can you do that one? Let me know about this, that and the other. So hopefully I will be able to answer all of, all of your questions doing it that way. But yeah, that in a nutshell is the reason why I don't tend to wear a whole lot of Australian sunscreens in Korea is just cuz they're not that easy to get my hands on, so I basically need to stock up while I'm here and take them back with me which I do, uh, but throughout the COVID period, that was not possible because I wasn't going back and no one was coming to Korea. So I'm a bit out of the loop because I'm a couple of years behind. Uh, So I'm trying to catch up on that and I will (laughs) let you know how I go. All right, now on to some of our latest product reviews that our customers have been leaving on stylestory.com.au for Korean beauty products that they've picked up on our website. So the first one was for Subi's Bare Skin Balm. This was a five-star review, and our reviewer left a very short and sharp review. She said, one of the best cleansers I have ever used. Love it. So thank you very much for that. We've also had a new review for our five-step K-Beauty set. So if you haven't seen these, we've just put together some little sets. They're not like 10 steps or a whole bunch of different products. It's just short ones that you can use by themselves or use and incorporate some of the other products that you're already using into them. So we've got a few of those on our website. Go and check them out if you prefer like a done for you solution or if you um you know just looking for some good value all of our sets have a huge discount of buying the products separately so this was for one of those and this was a five-star review our reviewer said nice products so far i'm very happy with the products my skin feels clean and fresh i love the subi oil cleanse it's amazing how gentle it is and how well it works the powder cleanser is lovely but can get gritty if you don't water it down but that's just because i have very dry eyes the toner is very gentle and the moisturizer is nourishing all in all very happy with the products so thank you very much and really glad to hear that uh, you're enjoying them as well the next one was for Innisfree's green tea amino acid foam cleanser so this product was the old green tea cleanser they upgraded all of their products they've got slightly different packaging and they have changed the names on them just as an FYI if you're an Innisfree fan and you're looking for some of your golden oldies or your staple products just be aware they will look different and they might have slightly different names so if you need any help obviously reach out to us if you're like oh is this my favorite cleanser but you know the slightly updated version just reach out we can we can hook you up with your favorites they're very similar most of them so you don't need to stress too much This was a five-star review. Our reviewer said, love the product. It's amazing how little you need for the whole face. So very short, sharp and to the point. And our next one is for Tosawung's Spot Whitening Vita Clinic Cream. And our reviewer said, absolute game changer. This is the first product I've tried from Tosuung and it is so amazing. I've since bought several more to try. I'm suffering from old acne scars, post-pregnancy melasma and general dullness caused by having two kids under two and a total lack of sleep. Uh, 
gosh, yeah, <laughs> say no more. I noticed a difference in my pigmentation by day two and by day five. It was significant enough that my husband actually noticed and commented, when I'm home all day, I applied a few times throughout the day in thin layers and my skin absolutely drinks it up. Totally amazing. We'll never stop using it now. I'm so glad you love that product. That I, I think I've said this before on the show that it is a favorite among our team. Really beautiful product. I absolutely love it. And it does. It gives you that instant glow up. Uh, it's full of sea buckthorn. So, so glad that you really enjoyed that one as well. Okay, now finally, I have some new beauty products for you. We haven't had any for a while just while we were moving warehouses, but now that we're all set up, we're all in, ready to go, we've got a few new ones starting to trickle through. The first one is Harder Labo's Gokujin Premium Milk. So this is not actually a K-Beauty product, which might surprise you, but this whole line is really popular in Korea and it's very popular overseas as well. So this one is um, the milk version of their essence. So they have an essence product and this one is a little bit more of a milky version of that, still with the five types of hyaluronic acid, uh, pH balance formula it basically is just an extra moisturizing lotion so if you're the kind of person that it just like wants all the moisture you can possibly get just like hit me with a glow then this will be a good one for you it doesn't have any fragrances alcohols colorants or anything like that so probably also a really good fit for sensitive skin I think I may have mentioned on the show before but the harder labo essence that everyone loves I cannot use it, even though that is totally my thing, because it breaks me out really badly, uh, which is really disappointing. A lot of the harder Labo ones do, unfortunately, I've found. But if you, if that sounds like the kind of product you like and you don't have, you know, my skin honestly does react to a lot of things. Um, patch test it, obviously, if you're introducing it for the first time. But these ones are very, very popular. A lot of people love them. Uh, and 1% for, uh, for of the profits of the sale of this product and all of the products on our website will go towards our pledge to 1% for the planet so that you can share your love of beauty with the planet every time you shop at Style Story. And I should mention, because we have actually just renewed our pledge this year, that our two charities for the 2023-2024 year are We've adopted a koala through the WWF. They have an Adopt-A-Koala program. So we've just adopted a koala, which we are so excited about. Uh, we got our certificate, our official adoption certificate, actually just yesterday. So that's pretty big news. We were really excited about that. And the other one is the Great Barrier Reef Foundation. And they are doing some really amazing and very critical work at Australia's Great Barrier Reef to try and replant and renew the coral that has been damaged. Uh, you know, coral bleaching is a really big problem. That is one of the natural wonders of the world. And because of global warming and the environmental, you know, damage that is occur uh, that is occurring because of that, uh, it needs a lot of ongoing investment and work to actually help revitalize and restore it. That was uh, a cause that is very close to my heart, but also to a lot of our customers' um, hearts as well. We actually did ask people, we, we, we picked a range of charities and we were like, you know, who would you prefer 
the donations to go to, obviously, because, you know, through our revenue, 1% of the profit of our annual revenue, a minimum of 1% we have guaranteed will go towards uh, environmental charities. You know, who would you prefer? And that was the number one um, charity that people were really keen to support. So those two are our charities for the year. Um, and yeah, we have adopted a koala, which is, yeah, that that's really, really exciting. So thank you to everyone that has shopped with us you know at the level of our donations this year would not have been possible without you so we really do appreciate that as well and the charities uh well i i I had a chance to speak to um the great barrier reef foundation and they were extremely appreciative Um, so it's good to be able to do that as well now the second new product that we have is manufactories pure cleansing oil Now, you may have seen this trending on social media. This product is doing really well in the global market. And we've got the huge 400 mil one, uh, which is, you know, a lot... (laughs) a lot of cleansing oil it's actually really heavy too Uh, basically perfect for your first cleanse and for helping to melt away blackheads and whiteheads Uh, in terms of what's actually in it it contains a range of different oils it's got argan kernel oil rice bran oil jojoba oil olive oil camellia oil evening primrose lots of beautiful oils in there Uh, so go and check that one out if you do prefer that traditional watery oil style formula i know a lot of Uh, our customers do some people are balm people and some people are cleansing oil people in the traditional watery oil form so if that sounds like you go and check that one out and for my recommendation of the week for this week i will share one of the sunscreens that i have absolutely been loving uh, just because what i've noticed is that um and i was speaking with a friend about uh, about this as well another friend who's been living in korea for nearly 10 years and she was like i just feel like the korean body sunscreens they're always too small and they're a little bit tricky to use and you know she was saying you have to bring me back as many of the australian body ones as you can because body sunscreen in australia is critical because you all spend so much time at the pool and the beach and you really do need sunscreen over your whole body so i always make sure that i have one in my handbag with me whenever i'm here just because you definitely need to reapply your body sunscreen as well as your face sunscreen so one that i've found that is quite pleasant to use is the bondi sands fragrance free sunscreen lotion and bondi sands has actually just been bought out by a much bigger company the name escapes me i will find it and put it in the show notes but i think there's a chance that this may be available in other markets soon because i think that was the point of you know them sort of selling to a bigger company was so that they could expand into more markets so this one i think is beautiful it is um a bit more watery than some of the other body sunscreens on the market it rubs in really nicely after a week of wearing it around and getting quite a lot of sun i'm not noticing any difference or darkening of any of my existing sunspots or freckles or pigmentation or or, or anything like that my only gripe if i had one would be that 
I think it'd be nice if it was a little bit bigger just because for a body sunscreen, you really do go through it quite quickly um, if you are, you know, applying it all over your arms and legs and then reapplying as well during the day. Uh, And, you know, your arms here in Australia particularly seem to get a lot more sun than in other places. If you're driving, you've got them right up on the wheel and you get a lot more sun. So if it was a little bit bigger, that would be my only thing. But I've really enjoyed this one. I will be taking it back to Korea for uh, friends as well. And I'm going to be taking some back for myself. So that is one recommendation for this week that I can give you. So I am flying back to Korea next week. So look, hopefully in a couple of weeks, we will be back to our regular schedule. Uh, This has just been a really busy summer. It has been a very, very busy time. We have a lot going on in the business um, and personally as well. So look, you'll have to forgive me. We're all, uh, all a little bit out of sorts. But look, if you're here, you're listening to this and you have made it this far, thank you very much. Uh, make sure that you say stay subscribed so that you don't miss the new episodes when they do drop. Uh, but look, I will be back in your ears next week. Uh, I'm not going to say which day. I'm, I've got a day flight next Monday. So look, you know, if I get my A into G in advance like hopefully I will record in advance for you but like I'm not gonna make any promises this this is this is not my best week so look I will be back in your ears at some point next week please stick around until then and look I will see you on Style Story 